Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hetty Coleman Podcast. I am on a mission to encourage a million teachers weekly. And ladies and gentlemen, today I have the one and only teacher slash coach. Or do you go coach teacher? Which one are you first? <laughs> I mean, either one. Either one. Technically teacher, I think. They oh, teacher first. Say. He's now that's politically yeah. correct. <laughs> He wanted to say coach. If you could see, oh, you can see in his eyes. If you're on YouTube, you saw in his eyes, the man wanted to say coach. And so Dallas Wigginton. Wig, yeah. Wig, say it for me. Wigginton. Yeah, Wigginton. Wigginton. Yeah. Yes, his wife's in the room to correct me on all spelling and all things right. So anyway, so glad to have you here. Thanks, man. Happy to happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. Uh, we've already had a full podcast before this, Pretty much, which was yeah. a great conversation. Yeah. I learned that I like you a lot. You're, yeah. a, you're a good guy. I love your story. And <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate you sharing that with me course, and your lovely yeah. wife, uh, Logan. So it's been really cool. So Dallas uh, ends up being on the podcast because, one, I just want to encourage teachers. And I, I love having conversations with teachers. Yeah. I learned learning, love learning about teachers and the work that y'all do and uh, how you all make such a great impact on so many people's lives. My son... Uh, shared a stat the other day. My son works for me, and uh, he shared a stat on Facebook on my Facebook page that uh, that if a teacher works ten years on average, they impact three thousand wow. students. Yeah, isn't that incredible? It's awesome. Like most really people cool. are not impacting three thousand people in a ten year span, and yeah. so that's one of the reasons I really, 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 really appreciate the work y'all yeah. do. And I've told the story many times about how just when people decide to move to Guthrie, the first thing they're asking. Is what are the schools like, right? right. Yeah. Because uh, it's such it's such an important thing in the family structure and all that good stuff. So, uh, tell me, how did you get into teaching? Yeah, for sure. So, our um, coaching. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lady John. We know how you got into teaching. How did you get into coaching? Tell us. How you, <laughs> no, tell us how you started teaching. Yeah, so it was a little bit of a an interesting path. Uh, probably a little different than normal, I would say. So, uh, I came to UCO. Around 2012, I was in the golf management program at UCO, uh, which is a program to uh, just work at a golf course, be like a golf pro. So I did that from 2012 to about 2015, um, and I finished with my master's in business at UCO. I uh, kind of shifted gears and went into uh, accounting for a little bit. I worked at an accounting firm here in the city for about six months, and then I, I worked for my church for close to five, a little, little over five years. And then um, I worked at the zoo uh, for close to two years uh, as a financial controller. And then, um, yeah, I decided to throw all that away in the accounting field and uh, go into teaching. I, uh, I'd been at the zoo for a little bit and it was a great place to work, but um, just wasn't a b the best fit for me uh, for kind of what I needed at the time. And so I was just really kind of looking and uh, praying about what would be the next step. And so um, all of my family was in education. My my mom and dad both taught school. My mom coached. My brother is a president of the junior college in Altus. Aunts, uncles, all teachers and everybody. And so um, my wife was like, you should teach and like coach or something. I think you'd really like it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could do that. And I'm kind of a slow mover. So it took a little while to uh, – kind of come around. And then, um, I was thinking about getting back into golf and just kind of dreaming about what like the next chapter of my life would look like. And, um, I was looking online and I saw Edmund Santa Fe had the golf coach opening 
and uh, at their high school, and they also had a business teacher opening. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's pretty cool that they have both. And so uh, I kind of applied on a whim and uh, got an interview, and here we are. So two years later, this last year was my first year coaching and teaching, um, and so now this is my second year. Um, and it's, it's just been awesome. It's been a blast. So you're going into your second year coaching, second I mean, year, teaching yeah. and, and coaching. So did you coach the first year too? Yeah. Okay. So you got both um, yeah. co- teaching and coaching. Yeah. Tell me the first time you walked into a classroom as oh, the teacher. Man. Like, <laughs> what that was, was that wild. like? That feels so scary to me. Oh my gosh. It was terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was terrifying because, and, and I got hired pretty late in the school year. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, I mean, I got hired kind of like late July. And so, I mean, it was just like a whirlwind. So you're talking like two to three weeks to right, get yourself. Just like bang, bang, bang. And like, you know, everything is all new. And then like that first day hit and like, I remember standing in front of those kids and it's a classroom, you know, full of like 30, you know, 14 to 18 year old high school kids. And I was like, what in the world am I doing? <laughs> you know, like it was, I mean, it was scary. It yeah. was, it was really scary because, you know, those kids are just looking for you, looking to you like, okay, you're the yeah. guy, you know, like, what are we doing today? And so, um, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy experience, but, um, I kind of got the hang of it after a while. Um, and you know, this year, like this year is going a lot smoother. Like, you know, last year, everything was new and like, I was having to learn everything. Uh, this year I have pretty much all the same classes. Like, you know, I'm kind of in a groove of what we're doing schoolwork wise and, you know, how to take attendance and, you know, all of that kind of stuff that I didn't know how to do last year. And so, uh, we're off to a, a good start this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? So I, I'm I'm trying to imagine going into my first year of teaching, yeah, um, with no experience, yeah, right. And you and you're th- just three or four weeks out, and you go to this classroom. Sure, these kids are looking at you, and how do they like? How do you prepare for lesson plans and all that? Like, what did you do? Because I feel like there's so much in three weeks is just yeah. not enough, and you're in there. Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, my, my classes that I teach, so I teach computer applications one and two. Uh, I also teach a web design course. Uh, I coach the boys' golf team, and I have kind of a credit recovery class, which is kind of a study hall for kids who are making up credits uh, for the year. And so, um, but for my computer classes, I kind of got with the uh, um, – teachers that teach those classes and they kind of shared some of the stuff that they were doing. And so I kind of borrowed that stuff. And then as the years gone on, you know, I kind of modified it or kind of made it my own a little bit, kind of added some assignments, you know, I'm kind of a finance guy. So like one of my assignments that I always do is like, I have the kids make an Excel budget for like their month. And like I have them go and like make up a career for like them and their future spouse and I have them look up the annual salary in Oklahoma, and then I have them go put that in a tax calculator to see how much they're going to get after taxes. And then I make them budget out like, this is what rent's going to be. This is what utilities are going to be. This is what, you know, my groceries will cost, cell phone, internet, like all that stuff. Because, you know, when you get out in the real world, then, I mean, you have to figure that out. Like, and, yeah. I mean, we use an Excel budget. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just some of those things that, when I was growing up in school, I mean, we didn't really have that as much. And so then I got out in the real world and I was like, how do you do, I mean, how do you do that? You know? So, um, that's kind of a fun assignment that we do that I like to do. And 
just most of the time they're like, I have to pay a lot in taxes. And I'm like, yeah, you do pay a lot in taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe that. <laughs> um, so you, you get in there, you've done this for a year. First time in there was crazy, super scary. This coming back around the second year, you walked in there feeling more confident. Oh, yeah. What what was the biggest difference for you outside of maybe confidence? Was there some little things that you just learned out of already doing it for a first year? Yeah, I mean, kind of like I said, I think it's just been a more of a familiarity with everything. Like, because, I mean, last year, I mean, literally just everything I did throughout the whole school year and then rolling into golf season and, you know, reserving the buses for golf season and setting our schedule for golf season and you know, trying to help with fundraising and I mean, every, everything was new. And so, um, this year, like, like I said, I, my classes are kind of the same. We still have all our curriculum and stuff. And so there was just a lot more familiarity with, you know, the profession as a whole. Um, and so it's, it's been nice and just kind of a confidence of knowing that I've done it a year, you know, and, doled out some discipline in class and like know how to handle different situations and you know some things like that so yeah the the business class are is this like an elective like do the yeah kids my, get to- yeah my classes are electives and so the computer classes that they take they can take those in lieu of like a a foreign language if they want to so yep. they can take computer applications one and two and then um my web design class is like a full year class that i have with the kids and so um they're fun, you know. I mean, like this generation, everybody thinks they're really like tech savvy, um, but they're they're phone savvy. You know what I mean? Like these kids, they, like they don't know <laughs> how to work. Great way to put that. <laughs> I mean, they don't know how to work uh, like a computer. I mean, yeah. a desktop computer and yeah. like save files yeah. and like where to find the file wow. after you save it. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, um, it's really cool. And just with my background of working in business and accounting, like in the real world, like. I know that these are going to be skills that they're going to have to use. Like they yeah. might not know it now, but like they're going to be in Excel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I was at the zoo, I, my whole job was in Excel spreadsheets, you know? And so it's going to be real world skills that, you know, transfer over. Um, but yes, they are electives. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, so I'm I'm just thinking like if kids are taking business, I'm thinking like they're the better kid. Like they're not no. kids. They're just, yeah, that's what I was about to <laughs> not better kids, but you know, like they I feel like they're coming in, they got yeah. their stuff together, they kind of know what they want to yeah, do. No. Because for me, I would have been like a business class. I'm not taking a business yeah. class. That's for like but no, you're saying they're it's a, I mean it's a it's a broad spectrum. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like any other class. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, since you can take the computer classes instead of a foreign language. Like you have some kids that didn't want to take a language, you know, but I mean, it's a broad mix. I mean, I have kids in my web design class that, I mean, love coding and like want to go into web development in college. And like, I mean, I had a kid last year that for the end of our year in our web design class, we make like a, a full website for a restaurant. And so it was called Wolves Pizza. And so like I gave him the location and uh, we work on it for almost two months. And so they have like a home page, a menu page, you know, like an about us, like a hiring section and all that. Um, and for most of the kids, we use like some templates where they kind of, you know, put in the pictures and like write, type it up. But most of the hard coding is like 
done for them, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I had one kid that was all about it. I mean, he literally built his whole web, like whole website from scratch, like in the code on the program. And I mean, he had like a menu that was like auto calculating, whatever you added to it. He had like forms and search bars. Like it was crazy. I mean, he just worked so hard on it and was like so proud of it. Um, and it was awesome. So that, that's what I like about the web design classes. Um, some of the other classes is kind of grading and stuff is all the same assignment, but the web design class, the kids kind of get to show their creativity and, um, each, each kid's kind of assignment ends up looking a little different, you know, yeah. so that, that kind of keeps it interesting when you're grading. What, uh, software y'all doing the website stuff through building the so, web? So yeah, they use, um, Adobe Dreamweaver okay. right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, with, uh, the blocks on yeah. internet browsers and some of that stuff. We can't use some of the modern platforms that kids are using. So um, we use Dreamweaver and also Photoshop quite a bit. We'll okay. make some stuff in Photoshop and then put that into Dreamweaver. So they'll like make a banner for the website or make a logo, you know, for the website. And then uh, we do Dreamweaver, but it's good. I like it because, you know, we do quite a bit at the beginning of the year with like HTML code. And then uh, this week we're doing like an assignment with CSS um, you know, and so it's really kind of the, the groundworks of all the, you know, major web design platforms now, you know, so oh, it kind of sure. gives yeah, them like yeah. a good yeah. kind of base level. So, yeah, especially if you're learning CSS, like I saw you Squarespace for my website right. and CSS, you can do a little bit of CSS right. yeah. and, them and things like that. But like to think Dreamweaver and Photoshop like that. Those kind of those aren't easy right. things just to go into. No. So were you yeah. already familiar with that? No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> now I'm like, wait, this is no. a whole different conversation. No. I'm thinking yeah. businesses. You talking Dreamweaver and computer apps? Yeah. <laughs> no, and I mean, you know, the computer app stuff. Like, I was obviously very fluent in Microsoft Excel and yeah, yeah. Microsoft Word. Yeah, yeah, like, you got that. All that stuff, but I mean, Photoshop and Dreamweaver. I mean. I was having to learn all that last year. And so you talk about it. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing is like just kind of my knowledge base on those platforms. I yeah. mean, throughout, the, I mean, yeah. I was last year, I was having to learn it like before I kind of taught the kids. Like, yeah. and I mean, I would tell them, I was like, you can do this because I didn't know how to do it. And three minutes ago. Right. And I learned it. You know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you can do this. I can show you yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And I mean, the kids were great because last year I had some kids that were really good in. Photoshop and, you know, Dreamweaver. So they like, came in already. Knowing, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah okay. the I had some kids that were really advanced in Photoshop. And so I would let them kind of help other kids and like, you know, kind of be a little more collaborative and like help me and then help the other kids. And so um, it was pretty late. My web design classes are pretty laid back. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. Um, kind of going back a little bit. So you grew up where? I grew up in Altus, Oklahoma. Okay. Well, yeah. um, and when you were growing up in Altus, you went there from K through 12th? Yeah. Okay. All the way up. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so getting ready, going through high school, we'll just skip straight to high school. Yeah. You're getting ready to leave out of high school. Sure. Trying to decide where you're going to go to school. Like, what was that like for you? Yeah. Um, so I feel like growing up, I kind of always thought I would do like medicine or something. Not, I don't know, just like to do it. I, it wasn't really like a you know, something I felt like a huge calling to, but like I had made good grades through high school and like, it just felt like a logical step and a, a good career, you know? And so, um, right after high school, I, I had a, a really great scholarship to, uh, 
the junior college in Altus, Western Oklahoma State College, uh, where my brother's the president now. Uh, go Pioneers. And so I uh, went there for two years, and uh, all my school was paid for uh, there, and I got my books and everything paid for. And then uh, that scholarship carried over to any state institution for two years and covered books, tuition, fees, uh, everything. And I got kind of a stipend through that. I also played golf at the junior college for two years. And then um, so I transferred to OU and I was going to do pre-med. And like I remember one of the, the time we went up to like visit OU with my mom, um, I mean, I was, you know, a small town kid from Altus and like it was totally overwhelming. And I... I remember looking over at my mom and I was like, let's just go home. <laughs> and uh, I should have listened to that, um, but I, I, I didn't. So I came up a couple weeks later and like started school and stuff. And like, it just was not for me. I mean, I was in, I remember a chemistry two class with like a Russian professor that um, didn't really speak English. And oh, it was yeah. close to 300 kids in the classroom. And I was just like, I, I can't do it, you know? And so, um, that was a really hard time because, you know, you go away and like, everybody's like Dallas is at OU and all this stuff, your family and friends and everything. And, um, but I just, I knew it wasn't the right thing. Like I could kind of sense in my spirit that it, it wasn't the right thing. And so made a hard change. And I went back home for, through the end of that semester and was kind of doing some soul searching and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and that's when I found like the golf management program at UCO and so I had a, one of my best friends was at UCO and thought it might be a good fit. Cause that was kind of the thing about OU is like, you know, I, I transferred in as a junior. And so I was just kind of on an Island, you know, and I didn't yeah. really know anybody there. And I just felt so alone, like in this giant sea of people, mm. you know? And so, um, but UCO was totally the opposite. I had, I had a lot of friends that went there and then, um, within the golf program, I got to be really close with some of those guys, um, and so with that, like we do internships in the summer and, uh, just learning all the different ins and outs to the golf business. And, um, uh, yeah, man, that's pretty, yeah, that's a, that's a journey there. Yeah. And so, cause you, you end up getting that degree in golf management. So I, so it was kind of, I was kind of a unique situation cause I had my two years of school, uh, there and I actually had to do another semester at UCO, because the golf program only started in the fall. And so I got to UCO in the spring the year before and kind of like started taking some business classes. And so um, you can't get your degree in the golf management program until every every summer you do an internship. And so like your last internship is nine months long. After, okay. So it runs from May uh, all the way through, uh, I guess, it, yeah, all the way to through December. And so... Um, you know, and that's hopefully kind of your job, but you can't get your degree until you finish that internship. Oh, wow. So, um, after about two and a half, three years, like in the golf program, I kind of already had a bachelor's degree in business essentially. Um, but I couldn't get it, but they kind of worked a deal at UCO. And I think I was the second person that did it. And so they kind of gave us early entry into the master's program for business. Uh, because we had all the credits, I just it was just kind of a weird situation where I couldn't get the degree because the internships, and so they let us into the master's program, and so I was taking my MBA classes, you know, concurrently while I was kind of still doing the golf program stuff. Okay. And so I did all my internships for the most part. Uh, so I'd done three years 
Um, my first internship, I, I went to a golf course in South Carolina, a resort. It's called Kiowa Island Golf Resort. Um, it's one of the top golf resorts in the country. Uh, so I was out there for a summer when we had the PGA Championship in 2012. Uh, Rory McIlroy won, so that was a lot of fun. And then the summer after that, I stayed in Edmond and worked at Kicking Bird for my internship. And then after that, I worked at a, a country club in Tulsa called Cedar Ridge and Broken Arrow. And uh, that was awesome. But kind of around that time, I, um, you know, I loved golf. But, you know, when you when you work in something, sometimes it kind of mm -hmm. changes, you know, and I was kind of losing a little bit of my love for it. Like it kind of wasn't my hobby anymore. Like it was a job. And I tell people, you know, I, in college, I worked at a gym. And so when, when I finished a shift at the gym, I never really wanted to work out, yeah, you know what I mean? Cause yeah, you work yeah, there. And yeah. so then like the golf course kind of started to become the same thing, right? Where like I would work an eight hour shift at the golf course and then like I get off and like, you just need to get away, you know, from it. And so, um, I kind of lost like my, like the, the joy of golf a little bit, like the hobby part of it. And so, and the golf business is tough. Like, you know, you're, you're working when the general public is off, you know, so it's a lot of weekends, it's a lot of holidays. And so I didn't have a family at the time, but, um, you know, I, I could just kind of see long-term that maybe it wasn't going to quite line up with what I wanted for a family. Um, and so kind of made that shift. And so I finished, finished my bachelor's degree and then got my master's there at UCO and then kind of, um, I'd been working part-time at an accounting firm. And so they, uh, ended up offering me a job and, uh, kind of teaching me the ropes of accounting. And so that was kind of how I ended up in accounting for a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. Man, that's a cool story. Yeah. And you got to see quite a bit with those golf courses. Yeah, like no, it was, I mean, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun and. Um, I mean, especially South Carolina, like getting out there, yeah. to, you know, to, to live out there for a summer and just kind of experience a different culture. Cause I mean, I've, I've lived, only lived in Oklahoma. I mean, my whole yeah, life. So, yeah. you know, to get to live in a state, different mm -hmm. state and like by the ocean and, um, and I mean, just a world-class facility. I mean, it's a five-star five diamond resort. Um, I mean, incredibly nice. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Now, when you, uh, got hired though, did you know that they, they were doing the PGA tour? Well, so the reason I got hired there, um, I was I was dating a girl who uh, her uncle was the head golf pro, and oh. so <laughs> I uh, I didn't get yeah. that job on any merits of my own. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a, a classic, you know, who you know. It's the truth. That's what. Right. That's most things in no, life. Yeah, like, I mean, it I is. I tell people all the time. It like, is who you know. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so because um, that was my first internship. Yeah, I think that year they had. I think over 150 interns apply and they took, there were two of us there at the, at the resort. So yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was who I knew. But so you, you took that, but you said that, that they did the uh, PGA. Yeah. So we had the P they hosted the PGA championship that year. That two, year. Did you know that, that, that they were going to have that before yeah. you got the, okay. Yeah. 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 So you was like, Oh yeah, this yeah. is going to be great. Yeah. And I extended, I mean, so that tournament at the time was taking place in, kind of August they've moved it now but it was in August and so I kind of extended my internship to be there like the week of the tournament um and so it was it was a lot of fun it was cool that's super cool that's really cool so in that doing that kind of event yeah like just real quick because I love events sure. and putting together events that's a big time event really yeah. that's what that is right yeah like what what did you learn out of seeing an event of that magnitude oh, put together like is there one or two things that kind of stood out to you Sure. I mean, it was, it was just so big and 
I mean, it, it was kind of unique. So um, at the resort, there's five separate golf courses, right? And so um, the golf course that I worked at was called Turtle Point. Um, we weren't actually hosting the tournament, but it was all kind of on the island. But the tournament where they hosted it was a couple, probably a mile away up the road and kind of secluded. So, you know, I, I didn't get to see like a ton of the day-to-day stuff with the operations, you know, but, um, you know, we, we did get to host like some different people kind of coming in. Um, like Dan Marino came in and played our, our course, um, with a couple like CEOs of some fortune 500 companies and stuff. And so it was really cool. So I don't, I don't have any like major event planning stuff, but I mean, usually, you know, the, also the PGA comes in PGA of America, uh, so they come in and run the whole thing. I mean, gotcha. like, you know, they're You're essentially just hosting. Yeah, they yeah. have a team. And I mean, obviously you, our team like plays a part on the ground, but I mean, it's, it's a huge thing and they have everything well planned out and it's like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, So kind of got you through college. We know you're teaching yeah. now, uh, the second year going into this thing, feeling good about it. You've been called, yeah. you're serving getting to do golf again. Yeah. What is it like? Because not only were you just a first-year teacher, you were a first-year teacher coach. Yeah. Right? And so there's a little bit more on your plate than just teaching. What has that been like for you? Yeah. No, I mean, it's been awesome. I mean, uh, it's been so much fun. And kind of like we talked about, I mean, I feel like kind of getting back into golf, my life has kind of come full circle, you know. Um, I think back to, I mean, our, our very first tournament last year was down in Texas. And so, um, like the night before, uh, we played our tournament, like I woke up at 3am and I was like, just fired up. You know what I mean? And like, uh, just kind of, like you were about to play. Yeah. I <laughs> like was, the coaches yeah. are fired up like I that. I didn't know that. And so, but I mean, I, I was just thinking about it and just kind of like thinking about my, my life to that point. And, you know, I, I got really emotional and kind of wrote out like a, couple like really long paragraphs about like what I was feeling and stuff. And, um, this is what this was at 3 a.m. in yeah, the morning. Yeah. Oh, this is real. Like okay. me, like yeah. crying and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that about me, baby? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't hear it, let me just tell you what just happened. His wife asked him, did he wake up at 3 a.m. the night before he married her and write down any notes? Go ahead. Let's see. Let's hear about these notes. Do you got no. those notes still? Yeah. What I did you write it. them on? Like, was it I wrote uh, paper it a, and pen or? I, I mean, I wrote it in a notes app on my phone, and okay. like I made like a Facebook pay, like a Facebook post after it. Oh, just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is serious. Well, because I just I I got really emotional because I I I touched on it a little bit, but so you know my mom is a swim coach in Altus. Yeah. Um, she's in her forty third year this year coaching swimming in legend. Altus. Yeah. I mean, legend. She made it into the coaches Hall of Fame this year. Um, I mean, she has multiple state championships, um, you know, and I think the biggest thing and kind of like, you know, what made me kind of want to get into coaching is, I mean, I've just seen over the years, like, you know, the impact that my mom has had in her kids' lives, you mm. know, like, I mean, Altus is kind of a smaller town, you know, people, people go to school and like move away, you know, and maybe don't come back every often. And I mean, you know, my mom has so many kids that they might come back every couple of years just to see an aunt or a grandparent or, you know, whatever. But like, they always stop at the pool, you know, to see my mom because, um, I mean, she just loves them and like, she cares for them so much. And 
I mean, uh, she's just a great, a great coach. And like, she's lived her life that way, you know? And so I tell people, I mean, I, I had, I didn't know it at the time, but like, I mean, I had 18 years of like living with my mom and like seeing what, you know, a coach and a servant, you know, looks like. So, um, but that was kind of why I got emotional was like, you know, being able to kind of follow in her footsteps. And so, you know, my, my nickname is coach wig or wig, um, which is a name that my mom's kids have, have called her oh, wow. all through school. Yeah. And so like, I mean, the first couple of times, like, you know, the kids would like say wig or coach wig. I mean, like I like was physically getting choked up because it was just, I mean, it's just something I'd seen, yeah. you know, kids call my mom like yeah. this term of endearment, you know, for so long. Um, and so like that night I woke up and I was just thinking about, you know, everything I'd been through in my life that kind of like led up to that point, you know, and, uh, I just, I got really emotional because I felt like the Lord had really brought me back into golf and kind of mm-hmm. restored some loss that I had, had had over the last couple of years and, um, just brought me like fully full circle to golf. And I mean, I just, I feel so fulfilled and like passionate about it and, uh, I mean, it's just been awesome. Like I said, I mean, it really has given me like a new lease on life, you yeah. know, um, to, to be able to coach and to teach and, um, you know, just, just to help make a difference in kids' lives, um, you know. Now, are you the head coach? or I am the head coach, yeah. The head coach, yeah. And so um, knowing coaches, like the coaches come up with their sayings, they yeah. uh, pregame speeches, those kind of things. Like, yeah. Do, is that the same in golf? Like, did you give <laughs> did you give your first pregame speech in golf? Like, what do you say? Yeah, um, man, I tell you what, I which I, I'm a little more cerebral. Like, I I can definitely be like pretty intense, but I'm I'm not like a huge like speech kind of like raw raw guy. Um, I try to kind of lead more by like example. Like, I mean, I really believe like more is caught than taught, you know. And mm. so I just try to live my life with a spirit of excellence and, you know, discipline. And like, I want those guys to show up every day and see me, you know, prepared for practice and prepared for the day and like, you know, intent about what we're doing and, you know, do things with a spirit of excellence. Uh, I did have a couple of good speeches though. I don't remember exactly. I mean, some of the, there was one, so our first tournament was in Texas. Like I said, the, you know, my kind of story at 3 a.m. But um, so afterwards, I had a couple of guys last year um, who were seniors, really great players. One went to play for Nebraska. One is at Central Missouri, uh, which is a Division II school, really good golf program there. And so we had a, a solid team last year. I had four seniors. And so our, our first tournament down in, you know, Texas, we, we played pretty well. And so, you know, we're at Santa Fe. One of our big rivals is Edmund North, you know, obviously. And, um, I mean, for those people that don't know, Edmund North is arguably the – top public, you know, golf program for high schools, like in the country. I mean, mm. it's arguably, you know, over their, over their history that, you know, one of the top public school golf programs in the nation. I oh, mean, wow. I didn't know that. you know, they have multiple guys on the PGA tour right now, like major winners. Like, I mean, Edmund North is legit, you know, because their, their school district is Oak tree. So they get all the kids that grew up playing Oak tree and Oak tree national, um, every year. So, uh, Edmund North is obviously our big rival. And like, you know, I've seen my mom take, take underdogs and kind of take underdog teams. Like my mom's had kids that, 
you know, couldn't swim in eighth grade and she taught them how to swim. And then by their senior year, they're like a state qualifier, you know, because she has a system and like, you know, people can do amazing things when they have somebody that believes in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, Edmund, you know, I, but I told those guys, I was like, you know, I, I took this job because I, I want to beat Edmund North. And like, you know, they all looked at me like, okay, coach, like, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, Edmund North is a, a powerhouse. I mean, they're, they're phenomenal. But so that first tournament, um, we went down there and, uh, the first day, like the course conditions were pretty tough. And so, um, some of the Edmund North kids like didn't play as well. And then, uh, you know, the second day it was kind of like a country club and, uh, a little nicer, but like we ended up, I think we tied tied with them for the tournament, and so I mean like uh, on the car ride home, and I'm sure some of the guys could tell you. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I mean I was I was kind of charged up, and I was like, I told you guys like <laughs> we could beat anybody, you know if we if we play our best we can we can beat anybody, and uh, so I was pretty charged up. That was probably one of my my better speeches like last year. So <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Is golf season in spring? Yeah, it's a spring sport so it's in a Oklahoma. Spring sport. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so you had your first year, second year, are you making some big changes? Like, man, I don't, I don't think huge changes, you know, our, our team makeup is kind of different this year. I mean, last year, like I said, I had four seniors on the team, um, on my varsity team. So varsity, you take five, five golfers to a tournament and then you keep four scores. And so I had four seniors last year. And then now this year, we're just going to be a lot younger. Gotcha. And so, um, I'm just going to, you know, the team changes every year and I've kind of heard my mom say that over the years, but you know, so the chemistry is a little different. Um, but I've, I've got a good group of guys, um, and some younger guys that are working hard and, um, we've got a couple of freshmen that like are pretty good players and had some good summers with some tournaments. And so, um, I'm not going to do anything crazy different, but last year, you know, with my, my older guys, I knew I only had them for, you know, one year. Yeah. And so I really kind of tried to pour into kind of my older guys and we really kind of focus more, you know, on kind of mental performance and, you know, sports psychology type stuff, like how to, how to play your best in, you know, big moments, um, which we'll still do this year. But since we're younger, I mean, I'm probably going to try to focus on a little more just like fundamental skill building, like of the golf swing, like with the younger guys, um, you know, cause that's, that's kind of my background. If I stayed in golf, I was going to go into teaching, you know, that's where I've kind of always, uh, you know, liked golf, the golf swing kind of teaching. Like I, this summer, I, I worked at a golf course in Edmond and was kind of teaching again. I gave like over 70 lessons this summer and have kind of gotten back into teaching. And so um, that's been a lot of fun, too. Yeah, that's good. Whenever you, uh, kids are walking through the halls, what is a golf coach looking for? Because I know all coaches yeah. are like recruiting. Like, what are you looking <laughs> for? Long arms? What are you like? <laughs> I don't know. A I certain mean, height? What are you looking for? That's a good question. Um, I mean, a golf's kind of unique because I mean it 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 does help to have to have athleticism, you know. But I mean it's it's not a sport where like the biggest or strongest kid yeah. always wins, you know what I mean? Like it it is so mental, you know. And so um, you know our our guys last year is kind of a good example of that. So um, the the guy who went to Nebraska, um, he was six five. Uh, super lean i mean like if if sam presti saw him he would draft him yeah. like i mean he's the sam presti like model like really tall lean 
Um, and then, you know, the, the kid who went to uh, Central Missouri is a little shorter. Um, but, you know, both those guys were incredible players for me last year. And um, the one who went to Central Missouri, his name is CJ. He uh, was leading the state tournament after the first day. Um, and then the second day kind of made a couple tough tough bogeys kind of coming in. But he finished fourth uh, and made All-State. He was a low senior for 6A last year. Um, so, you know, there's there's no kind of prototype for golf. Yeah. I mean, I had a guy who was – Six five and another guy who was five, you know, seven. Yeah, and you know they were both great players, so that's pretty cool. And I guess that's the cool thing about golf too. Yeah, kind of like body it's, size. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that. more yeah, like it's a mental game, mental and like who yeah. can kind of handle the pressure and like, you know, and that, and that's the cool thing. Like I feel about getting to teach golf is because it, I feel like it mirrors life a lot. You know what I mean? Like it, it teaches you a lot about yourself. Like how you handle adversity, how you handle bad breaks. You know, I mean, there's, there's ups, you know, there's, there's highs, really high highs and then really low lows and like all in 18 holes sometimes, you know what I mean? And so you have to really kind of manage your emotions and kind of learn how to, to navigate that. And so, um, I feel fortunate to be able to coach golf because I don't, I do feel like there's so many parallels, you know, to, to life. And, um, and that was kind of why I wanted to get into golf coaching was because you know i i didn't really feel like i maybe lived up to my potential athletically in golf because i maybe i didn't practice quite as much mm. and you know my mental game wasn't quite as good as it could have been in high school you know and so um to be able to help those guys and and play a part in you know them improving and and them getting better and um you know their dreams i mean i, I have a good friend that um, you know, he sends a quote and, you know, um, it talks about being, you know, when you coach someone, you're helping them chase their dream. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what, what's better than that yeah. you know, is being dream, you know, chasers. And so um, it's really cool. That's cool. What, um, what was it? Who was the teacher that made an impact on you? Yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, obviously outside of my mom, uh, you know, when she was my coach too, which that was a, definitely a unique relationship. She, I think she would say to this day, I was probably one of her most challenging <laughs> swimmers. <laughs> was that, was that because you were her child or because you just like you swimming didn't come naturally no, to you? No, no, I mean, it, it definitely came naturally to me. And like, cause I mean, we had grown up in the pool. Like, I mean, both me and my brother, like we were swimming when we were in diapers, you know, with my mom, yeah. like she, yeah. she had a swimming, but you know, she, my brother didn't swim on the swim team, but I did. And so it was my mom's first time coaching one of her sons. And then like, I didn't understand it at the time, but like now looking back, I, I can, because, you know, she, she held me to a higher standard, mm. you know, because yeah. I was her son, because she knew the other kids were watching, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, whatever she let me get away with, yeah. you know, they would think that was okay. And I mean, me at 16 and 17, I probably didn't have like the full, you know, understanding of all that. So we, I mean, we just kind of bickered a little bit, you know, like, I mean, I remember one day where she, you know, and here's the, here's the thing, like with swimming, I, I love the competition part of swimming, like the races and the meets and like, cause I'm super competitive. So like that part I loved, but like the day-to-day -day practice, I just couldn't deal with in swimming because you just 
look at the bottom of a pool for mm-hmm. two and a half hours mm-hmm. and just go back and forth. And it's just mind-numbingly boring. Yeah. And like I'm I'm not the biggest fan of cardio. And so, um, uh, so that was kind of, I wasn't the best practicer at swimming. I was, I was a decent competitor. Um, but for my, my mom, who was the coach, that was tough. I mean, I remember there was one day she, you know, she was like, just quit. And so I just got out of the pool and like went into the locker room and she, she came in and she was like, what are you doing? I was like, you told me to quit. <laughs> she was like, I didn't want you to do it. <laughs> That was her motivation. She's trying to get yeah. you to go an extra. Yeah, yeah. So what was it like when, when you get home at night? Like, are yeah. y'all, were y'all pretty good at leaving it at school? Uh, I mean, we yeah, we were pretty good at leaving it at school, yeah. you know. Um, but going back to your question, uh, you know, a teacher that made an impact on me, um, his name is James Legrand. Um, and to this day, I mean, he's one of my close friends. And so – uh, he was an assistant golf coach when I was in high school at Altus, and um, I got to have him in sociology. He was also uh, a history teacher there. And so, um, you know, just a guy who was like just a phenomenal teacher and like really cared about the profession and like the craft of mm-hmm. teaching. Um, he's a Abraham Lincoln fanatic. I mean, he could tell you every fact imaginable about Abraham Lincoln and has gone to, you know, like seminars in Washington, D.C. and like studied at museums, you know, and like all this kind of stuff, Um, you know, but he was one of the best teachers that I had. And then also like as a golf coach, I mean, he just kind of took an interest in me and then kind of really like when I was at the junior college in Altus uh, for two years, I mean, we really kind of went past you know, like a, a teacher coach relationship and, and developed a friendship. Um, and I mean, he's, he's just been a great friend to me. And I mean, uh, he's super into movies. Like that's one of his big hobbies. And so, um, we kind of bonded over that and he would, I mean, he was recommended me movies to watch and, um, we just developed a really good friendship and, um, it, uh, yeah, like I said, it's still gone on to this day. And so, um, you know, he's, he's made a really big impact in my life, just kind of seeing, you know, the difference that a, a teacher or coach that, you know, cares about you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. 20 years from now. Yeah. I don't know how old you'd be, but maybe you're still teaching. 53. Yeah. Still teaching, coaching and all that. What is it that you want those students now that you, that by that time that you've, you're impacting now? Yeah. 20 years to say about you. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I told my guys, you know, like, and not just the golf guys, but like my students too. Like, you know, I want everybody that that leaves my room, um, you know, to know that you know I really care about them, and and that I'm there for them no matter what, you know. And like I told the golf guys, you know, if you need to call at 3 a.m., you know, 10 years from now, like I want you to know that yeah. you can call Coach Wig and like I'll be there for you, you know. Um, and I told those guys like those seniors last year, you know, I was like, Hey, our, our relationship doesn't end like after you graduate, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm still your coach and like, I'm still there for you. And like, I still want to pour into you and like be a part of your life, you know, and be a resource for you, you know, in any way that I can. I mean, I, you know, the guys that come through the golf program, like I, I want to prepare them to be, you know, better husbands and better, you know, citizens in their community. 
Um, you know, because not everybody's going to get a Division One golf scholarship. Yeah. The, the majority aren't. You know what I mean? It's incredibly difficult. And so, but there's there's a lot of value in sports and extracurricular activities. I mean, I was talking to one of my guys yesterday, like that's kind of failing a couple classes, and you know, I was like, high school is the time for you to learn and like to learn all these responsibilities that you have and like how to manage them. You know, and I was like, that's what high school is and college. And like as we go through things, it expands our our ability to handle those things, you know, I said, like, I, you know, I have a lot of responsibilities right now. Like I'm a husband and then I'm a coach, I'm a teacher. I work part-time at the golf course. I give golf lessons part-time and like, that's a lot to juggle and kind of manage. But as I've gone through things in high school and college, like it's expanded my capacity, you know, to be able to juggle those things and still do all of them well. And so, you know, I just want the kids to know, like I said, that, one, I'm there for them, like no matter what, and that I, I do care about them and love them. And um, I, th- I mean, I know for sure those guys last year, like they they would believe that, you yeah. know. And so and then just to that, you know, to try to prepare them for to be better husbands, to be better citizens and like go out in the world and be, you know, productive people in society. Yeah, no, yeah. that's good. That's good. Two more questions. Yeah. Uh, what's what's at least one right thing that you've like? I gotta be consistent in this, and you're you're so experienced so far in teaching and coaching. Like, I have to be consistent in what? Yeah, I mean, I think for sure, uh, just like discipline, mm. you know, and especially with the team. Like, we had some things last year where you know some of my better players had like kind of broken a team rule. And, you know, I, I doled out like a pretty harsh punishment to that person, like what they felt was really harsh, but like, I felt like it kind of matched, you know, the weight of what had happened. And so, um, but, you know, I told them, I was like, you know, I know this is the hardest thing that you've gone through right now. Um, but I hope down the road, you know, you can look back and like appreciate this as a, a really great learning experience and me you know, holding you accountable to something, you know, because I said, you're, you're going to go through harder things than this. And, you know, you going through this right now is going to make it where you can go through harder things in the future, you know? And so, and he was one of my better players. I mean, one of my best players. And so it's important with discipline. And I mean, I'd seen that from my mom too, you know, like you treat everybody the same and like, um, with discipline, if, if your best player breaks the rule, um, the, the punishment has to be the same as if your your worst player breaks yeah. the rule. And, um, you know, he had come to me and wanted me to uh, possibly kind of switch the punishment after I'd announced it to the team. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I, I mean, this is what we're going to do, and I know it's hard, but we're going to walk through it because I said, you know, if I change it now, like all these kids that are 11th through 9th grade, like I lose all credibility mm-hmm. with them. You know what I mean? Like because – what I said we were going to do, we're not doing, you know? And so, um, it's just really important to me, you know, uh, I talk about our, our core values for the golf team are, um, integrity, discipline, excellence, and family. And so, um, you know, those are just kind of dreaming about like the program I want to run. Like I want those to be the hallmarks of it, you know, and that's, that's cool. those are things that 
I feel like I try to live my life by, yeah. you know? And so, um, you know, I, I kind of want those kids to catch that a little bit, like over their time in the golf program. Yeah, that's good. I'm a parent. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give me as a parent to, to for my children to be the most successful students? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I think the biggest advice is like just to be, you know, be involved, just mm -hmm. like take, you know, take an involved role, like in your, in your kid's education, um, you know, with, with technology, like we have, excuse me, a lot of tools at their disposal, you know, for, for that. I mean, you can sign in to be an observer on the Canvas classroom and, you know, have your account on Infinite Campus where you can see their grades, um, you know, but I, I would just say be involved, you know, uh, and just take an active role. Um, because I, you know, I think when, I, and that's kind of been like, I guess one of the more sadder things about like being around kids and, and working with kids is like you, you do kind of see those kids that are like kind of slipping through the cracks, right. Where, um, you know, they're failing my class and then like, I go look at their grades and like they're failing all their classes. Right. And so, and, you know, I think early on you think, man, they're just not, you know, they're not turning anything in. They just don't want to learn like that kind of thing. But I mean, even in the short time that I've been teaching, you know, I've just seen multiple times where it kind of comes around. And now, like when I see that, my first thought is like, you know, what is, what is that kid's home life? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like what, what are the things that are going on at home where, you know, it's okay that they're failing every class and that they have like, you know, a, a 1.2 GPA, you know? Um, and I think that's really sad. Um, you know, so I, I try to meet kind of all my kids where they are. Um, and you know, if I have those kids, I mean, I really try to go like out of my way to kind of help them, you know, like I had a kid today uh, and he had about three missing assignments and I was like, I go over to him, he's on his phone playing games and I was like, Hey, like, let's, let's work on this assignment. You're not supposed to be on your phone right now. You know, you've got three like missing, you know? And, uh, he was like, no, I just, I just don't want to do it. And I was like, what do you mean you don't want to do it? He's like, oh, I just, I don't want to do it right now. Um, and now this is the same kid. We were doing an assignment uh, a couple weeks ago. It was just like an about me assignment. You know, I I do that every year in all of my classes at the beginning of the year. It's just some questions like, you know, what? tell me about your family. Tell me about your interests. Like, what's something, where do you work? What's an interesting fact about you? You know, like. And I read through all those, you know what I mean? And like names are really important, you know, to me. Like I try to learn all the kids' names really fast. Um, and I had a kid last year that like, you know, they were like, wow, you remember my name, mm -hmm. you know? And so um, it is cool. I mean, just to see like those little things make a difference, you know, yeah. like just just remembering a kid's name, you know, like something I, I kind of took for granted because I was like, I'm going to know all my kids' names, you know what I mean? And like I greet them as they come in and I, I greet them as they leave, but – but that kid, when he were doing the about me assignment, he, I was like, here, this is missing, you know, like, let's work on this. And I was like, you know, I was like, what, just like, what's kind of something about you? And he was like, I mean, I don't really even know anything about myself. Mm. And I was like, and that just hit me really hard because I was like, man, like, that's really sad. Yeah. You know, that like, here's a 16 year old kid and like, 
you know, what's, what's kind of the home situation where he doesn't have maybe somebody pouring into him and like just speaking life over him and, you know, speaking hope and in a belief in him. Um, so, but fast forward to today and I was like, Hey, like, let me just, let me just show you let's, this assignment's really easy. Like it's 50 points. Like we'll just do this one, you know, we'll just do this one and turn it in and then you won't have to worry about it. And he's like, okay. And so we do this one, like learning how to save a file, you know, on Microsoft word, like save it under a new name. And so we did that one. I was like, Hey, let me, you know, show you this next one. Like, it's just, it's really fast. It won't take long. And so, I mean, I spent really like probably 30, 40 minutes within like the whole class. And we went through three full assignments, you know, and like, you know, I, I walked him through it just like step by step, you know, and it was a kid. I mean, he had, you know, like a 60 in my class a couple of days ago and, you know, but I walked him through it and where, you know, he didn't want to work on it. He's like, I don't want to do it, you know, yeah. but, and I think kind of as we were going through it, like, you know, he's having trouble like spelling some words. And so I think it was really kind of coming from a place of like not knowing how to do it yeah. and like, you know, not wanting to be vulnerable and, you know, show that he didn't know how to do it and, you know, maybe didn't know how to spell some words and um, some stuff like that. But I mean, we did all three assignments and like now he has an A in my class right now. Um, you know, and like, I was like, Hey, like, give me a fist bump. Good job today. Like we got a lot done, you know? Um, cause you never know, like, like you talked about, like, we never know what that, you know, interaction in his yeah. life could, yeah. could be, you know what I mean? Because I've just, some of the teachers that have been around like longer, like, and even both of my parents too, being in Altus and like in the community, like anytime we went out to eat, like my mom and dad would have countless people come up and like talk to him about ninth grade English and like the balcony speech that my dad made him memorize from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, those kind of things like, you know, can have a eternal impact, yeah. you know, in, in kids' lives. And so, um, that's, that's why I'm really thankful, you know, just for an opportunity to, to get to pour into, you know, some, some situations like that. That's cool. No, that's really cool. Man, thank you for the work you do. Yeah, of course. Man, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. the, the one quote for sure is, uh, I think this is the way you said it, more is caught than taught. Yeah. More is caught than taught. And I, I'm a big believer in, like, with yeah. my children and everything, I just want to live uh, the best I can in front of them because yeah. I think when they leave out, it's amazing the things that they caught sure. that they didn't even know, and they live that way. So Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's, that's kind of the thing, too. And, like, I – I want the golf guys and my, my kids in class to like, I mean, just see a real person, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I had, and I, you know, I told the guys, like the golf guys last year, like I'm new to this. Like I'm, I'm probably going to make some mistakes this year. You know what I mean? But like, I promise you that everything I'm, I'm doing, like I'm doing it because I think it's for the best for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, if I do do something that's a mistake, like I'm going to own it and we'll just like move on. Um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree with that too, just because it is like people, people are always watching, you know, yeah. when, no matter what, you know, some, somebody is always watching about how you carry yourself and, you know, how you interact with other people. Um, you know, you, uh, you're making a difference more, more than, you know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I, this I always say this is not like a Christian podcast, but I am a person of faith. Yeah. And uh, today uh, in our 
our Bible reading, we have the Bible reading plan that we read in First uh, Corinthians chapter four, and this is Paul writing to the Corinthians. And one of the things he says, because he's kind of talking about th- these different uh, factions that are being sure. formed, and people are following different apostles or whatever. And Paul says at the kind of at the end of the chapter, he says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." And that was to me is kind of that. Uh, Morris Carlton than Tom. Yeah. He's like, hey, just follow me. Like, watch what I do. Leave, I'm going to leave by example. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, so keep keep showing up. Keep leading yeah. by example. And, man, the difference that you're going to make. And it's going to be cool that 20 years from now you bump into people and they're, yeah. they're sharing with how, you know, that – that speech you gave them on the way back from Texas <laughs> made a difference in their life. Yeah, yeah. hopefully so. so. How can people follow you? Yeah, so um, I have a, a golf coaching account on Instagram. It's uh, OKC Golf Lab. Uh, kind of trying to do some posting and stuff there. Also, our school golf account uh, is SF Wolves Golf on Instagram. Those are kind of our, our two main ones. Um, and then my personal one is just my my name, Dallas Wigginson, uh, as well. So. Thank you so much, Dallas. Yeah, of course. I Thanks. It. it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for hitting that play button for another episode of the Heady Coleman Podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, go win.